Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Grow Demand. It's a bit of a rainy day in Manchester today, um, which is a bit weird because we've had two to three weeks of sun, which is pretty incredible. But um, it's actually been good to knuckle down and not feel like a hermit or um, like I desperately want to go outside because it's sunny. So lots of good productive work has been done. Anyway, today what I wanted to talk to you guys about is customer demand and the forces of progress. Now, forces of progress may be a model or framework that you're familiar with. It may not be. So I'm just going to cover all bases and um, explain it the best way possible so everyone can get value from this. So to, to begin with, let's just caveat this by saying that you know demand generation is really about two things forces that drive change and forces that resist change you know none of us wake up and decide one day to simply buy a product or a tech solution it doesn't happen like that it's a certain activation and influence that happens behind this there are certain forces that really determine whether demand is created or whether it isn't and it's these forces that are known as the forces of progress. So this model um, was introduced way back in 2012 um, by Bob Moester and Chris Speak. If I pronounce those wrong, guys, I'm very sorry. Um, and it was all about customer switching behavior and just trying to understand that. And then I know later on that this was very much extended into jobs theory which was about how customers hire or fire solutions, which again, you, you may be familiar with. If you're not, then definitely read up on jobs theory. And kind of what sits underneath all of this is um, Kurt Lewin was a social psychologist who studied really how individuals and organizations change in response to their environment. And that's where this model comes from, these opposing forces that are constantly in play whether they're in a current situation or potentially moving to a, a desired, you know, a future place. Um, but they're pushing for change. So these four forces are known as push and pull and anxiety and habit. And if you want to kind of imagine this as, as a visual, again, I, I talk about this. So again, feel free to go to my LinkedIn and have a look at some of my posts. There'll be one there around this. But what you want to imagine is an axis in the middle and on the left you have no change at one end and on the other end you have change or new behavior above that two arrows going right one of those arrows is the push of the struggle and the motivations of the person and the pull of the desired outcome is the other arrow and then underneath You've got existing habits and anxieties around choice and use. And those arrows are pointing to the left. So they're pointing towards no change to the left. Whereas the above is pushing towards that new outcome, that new behavior. So the easiest way to think about this is these two groups of forces oppose each other in a way that can potentially create customer demand. So if push and pull is greater than anxiety and habit, a buyer will move forward and consider a switch. If anxiety and habit 
is greater than push and pull, that change will be blocked as the benefits have not overcome the perceived pain or risk of switching. So really by understanding these forces, you can start to think about what type of marketing in terms of messaging, but also in terms of activities that you need to do to influence these. I think a lot of founders and marketers in general can really struggle with having a framework or really knowing what's important, um, especially in those early days. But I really feel as though if you think about these forces, you start to understand and under, you know unpick the psychology of what's happening. And once you understand these, you're really diving into what I think is really important in marketing, which is the psychology. So there's two things to kind of consider here as well. Um, you know, when it comes to customer acquisition, I think most of the time you want to focus on creating pull and reducing anxiety. And the reason for that is it's very difficult for you to change formed habits or push buyers away from an existing solution that's already delivering a strong outcome. There's absolutely no motivation for them to move away from something that's working very well and is convenient for them. So you often see, again, um, I'll see founders or tech businesses trying to solve this challenge and it, it's, it, you're not going to do it. Um, if existing solutions are delivering strong outcomes, that's not the place to, to fish. When it comes to the customer retention side of things, you know, your customer retention, you want to reduce that push and create more habits. So you want to make sure that you're delivering the best experience to customers because you're going to reduce that, you know, that tendency or that potential where you're creating that friction or that frustration for them to move away. And obviously, you know, you want to create a solution that's not a flop either. That's pretty important. And then when it comes to habits, think about what kind of habits you can embed. You know, start with learning how your existing customers made that transition and what habits were created through that journey, you know. And really, the, the takeaway that I want to give you here, because, you know, I recognize there's quite a lot in this. So I, I do suggest that you, you do your reading around this. And if not, just send me a message. I'm happy to provide a, a bunch of frameworks and material. But the takeaway really here is, you know, get customers to tell you their story. But instead of using the, you know, traditional case study sort of model framework that everyone uses, why don't you think about these forces of progress when you start to unpick um, their experience of using your product? And then start to identify how they map across to each of these forces. You can also do this with customer research. If you don't have customers, do it with research and really start to understand what sits underneath them. If you do that, you're gonna really start to think about the marketing and the, the types of activities that you can do that can really drive that demand and change. You really get into the psychology. So wherever you are on your journey, read up on forces of progress and their influence on demand, because I promise you they will, they will help you um, with all of your efforts and you're with your business. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. I uh, look forward to the next episode. I hope you have a lovely day or evening where you are, and I'll catch you soon.